another episode of Tales from Suburbia. I'm Ashley. I'm Melinda. We've been trying to figure out our recording situation, but let's cross our fingers and hope that this one works out better than last recording. I don't know if you guys, we didn't have as many listens, probably because we were like, they already told us what they're doing on their friend anniversary, but there was a scratching. Yeah. Or Melinda said a cutting, like a knife. Yeah, but you know what? When I use Zoom, because we're recording on my MacBook then, when I use Zoom, yeah. I have a, um, like a filtering. They have a filtering background noise thing. Yeah. And now we're trying Skype and that, they have somewhat, like, they have a noise cancellation thing, but I don't even know if that's going to help in the situation. Anyway. So I let's be mindful. You, to be let's honest. be mindful of uh, uh, noises, I guess. And if it's really bad, then we'll just go back to Zoom. Yeah, we were just trying care. different athlete athletes. Athletes. <laughs> <laughs> sure, we're doing that too. <laughs> yeah. Outlets. Outlets. Yeah. <laughs> so on today's episode, we are discussing uh, movies from our childhood. That we think Gen Z or Gen Alpha would have serious issue with. Probably for a wider range of reasons. I don't know Melinda's list. She doesn't know. It's probably big up on there. I tried to just, I I do have like one that is like, oh no, two that are like, well, racism. But the other ones, oh, three. (laughs) All of them, all of them. All of them. (laughs) But some of them, it's just because of like, why did you guys think that this was a good idea? So, um, anyway, probably, well, and probably sexism. Like, that's oh, a yeah, big, sexism, misogyny, all yeah. of those fun, like, things. Yeah. So, do I okay. watch them? Probably. The reason I thought about this is because I was driving and I heard a Brian Adams song from a movie that I loved as a child, and I was oh, like... Is it the Robin Hood one? No, 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 no. Okay. No, it's Where the Heart Is with uh, Natalie Portman and... Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> Stockard Channing, and um, there's some dude that was in... I don't remember his name, but he plays cops a lot of the time. Anyway, so if you don't know Where the Heart Is, it's actually a book as well, and I did read the book. And it takes place with the main character getting left in a Walmart overnight, which I thought was weird as a child because I'm like, Walmart's at 24 hours. And I didn't realize that in other places, other states, it's probably not the case. But we had a 24-hour Walmart. And I was like, how did you get locked in there? She went to go pee because she's pregnant, and, like, her dude just, like, left her. And so she's stuck in this town, probably in, like, Oklahoma or something, like, because there was a tornado, I think. Um So I'm going to assume somewhere in the middle of the country. And uh, she ends up having her kid in this town and starting a life in this town and names her kid Americus. Americus, because her last name, her name is Novali Nation. And so her name, her kid's name is Americus Nation. Okay. And then she has like, there's other kids. Ashley Judd's also in it. Her kid's name's like Brownie and Tater Tot. I don't know. Like, (laughs) I don't know, but I know one of them is Brownie. It's been a long time since I've seen this movie. And then she ends up getting together with Forrest. Dirt Forrest? Forney? Forney? Forney. It's Forney. I'm hoping that's how it's named. And um, it's his I think it's Forney. And <laughs> he's like the librarian or something. And then, um, yeah. So it goes through he's her educated. life. educated. Okay. He's very educated and she's not. Um, her dude, she ends up, like, finding him. I think he got ran over by a train. Like, his legs are no longer. He's Lieutenant Dan in it. And, um... <laughs> like, as we talk about it, everything's coming into my brain. And I'm like, oh, my God, I really like this movie. And now, like, why do things have to be pointed out? <laughs> it was so wild. It was, like, I feel like it was the Forrest Gump female version like all the things that happened to her were kind of outlandish 
They were um, crazy. Yeah, they were crazy. Yeah. So, but I, I've seen that movie, I don't know how many times. Like, it's very entertaining. There's a lot that happens there. No, but, it's a good movie, but now <laughs> when I start thinking of the little things, I'm like, oh, damn. But the Brian Adams is, like, straight from the heart or whatever. But yeah, I was just, like, in a grocery store, and I heard that. And I was like, America's nation. Novaly nation. <laughs> So, yeah, I don't know if Gen Z would connect to that. I don't know. Um, I, unless they were religious Gen Z. If they were, like, Bible Belt yeah. Gen Z, they'd probably still be with it because it's a... It's a heartwarming movie. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's my phone. <laughs> Speaking of... We put it on silent. I'll put mine on silent because I'm a professional. <laughs> Been yeah. doing this over a year, Ashley. <laughs> I haven't put it on Do Not Disturb, bitch. Get it together. I'm just, I'm kidding. I'm tired. Anyway, so that's, um, that's, that's the reason that this prompted the conversation that we should do this. (laughs) Okay, so what I'm tired today, so I'm all over the place. So what do you have next? Okay, so basically. What do you have first? (laughs) Okay. I have, so basically I put, like, all John Hughes films. Oh, like, I have, I have a John Hughes movie. Yeah, so Breakfast Club, and then um, my big one is Sixteen Candles. Okay. And the I have that is, on my list as well. There's a lot of racism in Sixteen Candles. Misogyny. Misogyny. Oh, like, rape, essentially. Yeah. Woman being drugged and, like. Uh-huh. I mean, it's kind of implied, right? That some that that kid did something to the girl, passed out in his car. Uh huh. Um. Then she's like all over like this guy who's like older than her. He's, like, she, like, but that the but Jake Ryan's original girlfriend also looked thirty five. She did look thirty five, and oh god, what's his name? The little guy, um, Michael Anthony Hall. Is that his name? Yeah, Michael. That's his real name, but I forgot the character's <laughs> name. He um. It's been a long time he, since I've seen that movie. He like loves the Molly Ringwald in the movie, right. and is right. obsessed with her. And like, in order for him to do like, for her, he's like trying to help her do something, but she had to like give him her underwear at one point. Then he yeah. was showing her underwear to people, and then like Jake. Is his name Jake Ryan? Jake Ryan. Jake Ryan is like, where'd you get her underwear? And he's like, he gave it to me, or something like that. And then he's all, like, asking where she is. And then uh, he goes to his friend, this guy's house, Jake Ryan's house. And then, like, Jake Ryan's girlfriend, right, still together, right, is, like, passed out drunk, probably, like, got roofied or something. Because she's real loopy. <laughs> she's super loopy. I just read her as a party girl. Like, she just was there to party. Something, okay, she was having a good time. I think okay. she had a lot of personal issues. A lot of personal this issues. This is why Gen Z, they'd be like, this this girl needs therapy, and she and they is all need therapy. self-medicating with alcohol, and they're just, they're not seeing it. They're not they're seeing not this cry for it. help. The point being is, they he just puts <laughs> her in the car with this guy who probably doesn't have his permit, right? And yeah. Michael Hall definitely doesn't have his permit. Right. And he's like, just get her home. And then, like, I don't know, at some point, if they made out or if they touch, I don't know, it's implied that. I'm pretty sure he lost his virginity to her. Yes, they had sex because she kind of like thinks she's Jake Ryan. Yep. And it's in his car. His He's taking car. advantage of a lot of situations. Yeah, it was pretty bad. And then like her parents forget about her birthday. Like, it's a whole mess. Oh, also her sister is on some crazy muscle relaxers at her own wedding. Oh, yeah. That's where crazy. she is essentially she a lost all faculties. Um, but this movie, the reason I still love Sixteen Candles, because it lit the love of Michael Schofflane for me. Um, Wild Hearts Can't Be Tamed, or Can't Be Broken? What is it? You love that. Yeah. I love that freaking movie. Um, Mermaids, also a Michael Schofflane movie. He plays the same character, essentially, like a good-hearted, kind of bland character not a whole lot of personality there he left acting to become a carpenter you know just a stable dude um the only pop figurine i ever wanted to own was a jake ryan one still haven't bought it but oh well now i want a john wick one because he was a little dog but 
the character, the uh, the Asian uh, Long Duck Dong. There we go. Uh, exchange student. Yep. He, yeah, totally like man, but he just won an Oscar, didn't he? I think that it's a different actor. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> Are we sure? Oh, you're right. He was in Goonies. Fuck. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I think Long Duck Dong actually ended up playing, like, a doctor in ER later. That's what it was. And the mm-hmm. kid from Goonies won the Oscar. Correct. Jesus. Correct. I'm just um, myself. I apologize to everybody. But um, he was in Trees. He met a very, like, and they would play a gong every yes. time, like, he had his lines. It was the gong It was very in-your-face racist. It was bad. It was pretty bad, but, again, I can look beyond. I, I will skip through only to parts of Molly Ringwald and Michael Shuffley in that movie because I'm like, the rest don't fucking matter. It's about them. I mean, Her, it was like, six. yeah. But I watched that movie a lot growing up, and I just think, like, oof, that would be a lot for... Like, yeah, it, it would not it, be it me. Would be a lot. It could, like, my niece, I would it, feel like, would be like, today. why are we watching this? Like, you know? Yeah. Like, She'd be like, why this are we watching mm-hmm. this? Okay, so... I have Dances with Wolves. That's oh, one that's of my movies. Oh, pretty bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, yes, and my parents made me watch that all the time. <laughs> I've only seen this movie probably a handful of times when it was on television. That was the other thing. Like, you would watch movies on television. You would watch the commercials. Yeah. You'd be sitting there for three, four hours because the commercials would extend the experience. Oh, God. And yeah. I don't think Gen Z could handle that. But Dances with Wolves is, uh, what is his name? Oh, my God. Kevin Costner. I could just think of him as John Dutton now because of Yellowstone. But Kevin Costner um, <laughs> is a white man who quite quite white you know essentially colonizer it's a westerny type there's you know indigenous people and you can you can just you know kind of live action kind of movie native americans if you will yeah so i'm I'm not gonna touch much on that it was really slow and boring a pretty common kevin costner length of a movie. Because he likes so it long. long. He likes so it long. long. They were okay. so long. Okay. He does like it long. Every why was all of his movies like double VHS tapes, people? Like he, He's a director. Okay. It was crazy. Plus the lengths um, of his movies are just stupid. The next one I think is triggering for you, so we'll just get it out of the way. Oh God. <laughs> I don't know. Let's see. Far and away. Really bad accents. Very bad accents. <laughs> so uh, Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise, uh, Irish. Yeah, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. They were Irish, and it was like, got to get that Western land. You got to go out west and claim your land. Um, I'm pretty sure he was stabbed in the leg with a pitchfork at one point in that movie. Um, I'm sure there's lots of things that happened in that movie that would not fly today but it was just it was a huge movie at the time people flocked to see that movie because it was like they're married it's got both of them in it what a magical time same thing with eyes wide shut that movie probably that's not on my list but well i'm saying like i don't like back in the day like celebrity movie stars like actual like what people consider bona fide movie right. stars were like these big things and especially when they were married it was like oh my gosh we're it's like we're seeing into their lives yeah like that's how they always so did intimate. it with those movies and it was just kind of like you know now growing up and realizing like everything in the world it's just like obviously we were really hyped up in the 90s on people yeah but, uh, yeah, I put that one on the list just because I was like, I don't think there's any interest for a movie like that in today's world. I don't even want to watch a movie like that. <laughs> I, I just don't. It. Yeah. It. And I loved it as a kid. I don't know why I loved it so much. I don't know why you did either. Um, probably because oh. the Oregon Trail. That's I blame it on the Oregon Trail because we love <laughs> that shit. Everything. 
in our lives can go back to the Oregon Trail. We love the Oregon, Oregon Trail. And so it's like, oh, it's like live action Oregon Trail. They're experiencing dysentery. Yes. <laughs> this is what they were talking about. There's wagons. You know, there was an unhealthy obsession during our age group adolescence with pioneer times. Yeah. I had so many prairie skirts. I loved it. Prairie skirts, American Girls, Oregon Trail. Little House in the Prairie. It wasn't, it wasn't our, Little House in the Prairie was like our parents' generation, but they still played it all the time. We read Laura Ingalls Wilder, like her book. Oh, Anna Green Gables. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Frontiery thing. (laughs) What's one of yours? Oh, okay. I did, uh, I have Breakfast Club on there. But I think it's, like, more or less because of just, like, how everybody, like, treated each other, like, the bullying aspects. And, like, the guy, like, literally bullies the chick to tears, Molly Ringwald, and the... Uh, You're about Jen Nelson? Jen Nelson, yes. And he's, like, so mean. He's, like, the biggest... And I was so attracted ass- to him. I know I was you so did. attracted to him. The toxic masculinity <laughs> in this film. And I would watch this movie. Well, I was getting ready for school, like, all I hated time. Emilio okay. Estevez in that movie, though. Like, his character, the jock character, I was like, shove it. Do get that! Do get that! Anyways. Allie um, Sheedy and her dandruff. Allie Sheedy was Dandruff nasty. just snowing on a paper. They were like, you know what would help? If you took a bath. Maybe. Yeah. Wasn't Maybe she, like, eating it. sugar? Yeah, she was just eating sugar or like pixie sticks. Back when they they was used to have sugar sticks? in packets. Like they, no, I think that was like how they used to package sugar. Oh, it was sugar. She put it in between two slices of bread with yeah. butter. Yeah. Not butter. I don't know. It was either raw or buttered. Yeah. And but I think that's an actual like meal like in Australia, right? Isn't it called like fairy bread where they put butter and like sugar? I think so. Mm-hmm. Head of their times, people. <laughs> Point being, so this guy is like. Screaming at this chick, like basically, like she's a whore. Oh, you can put lipstick on with your cleavage, you vapid, like blah 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 blah. And then, like, um, he's really going in on her. And then, like, oh, yeah, they like each other, they're gonna make out and be together. It reinforces and, that playground mentality of, oh, he, he pushed you in the sand, he must like you. Yeah, because he was, he was. It was, like, fucking beyond bullying. It was, like, really bad. Yeah. I think they're not going to be a great couple. He always played kind of asshole characters. Like, they really typecasted him. Same thing with um, Michael Anthony Hall. Like, he was always, like, the geek. Except for, like, weird science. Oh, and Johnny B. Good. He, like, gained weight and, like, worked out as a football player. Yeah. Yeah. And then later on, when he became an adult, he did, like, um, science fiction type shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but yeah, a lot of John Hughes films are like, mm. yeah, yep, not good. Like Pretty in Pink isn't like, yeah. That I never watched all of Pretty in Pink in one go because it just didn't speak to me. Same thing with Say Almost Fire. I didn't really watch Say Almost Fire. All I didn't the way watch through. that one, but I think that one was more adult for adults for me. Yeah. For adults. Okay, so I have Ace Ventura. No, I think I like it. Here's okay. So the main, um, what is her name in real life? She has kind of a deep voice. Anyway, she plays a transsexual. Trans. The whole story is that he was a kicker who missed. So then he decided to become a woman. Oh God, I forgot this whole story. Correct, you did. Yeah, correct, you did. And and so there's a lot of trans. Phobic yes. material. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I forgot this whole story. Like, I you know, I thought <laughs> you were it's talking not that about. Bad. It's it's fine. He's I know because when he guy. It, when he said it, I didn't think of the first one. I thought of the one where Next he one? goes to he comes out of the rhino's ass. Where he comes out of the rhino's ass. Yeah, so they're that's both the bad. one I thought about. They're both bad because in that one they're like they're depicting African tribes in really in really bad ways. But the first one, that this is this is why we're having this conversation because it's like it would a it would not have been made this way. I don't even think Jim Carrey would be down to make that movie today. No, because they were just they like they yeah. 
that poor woman that had that like played in that scene and the guy like I that would be so Sean Young. Sean Young. Courtney Cox is in that movie too. Tone Loke. Yeah, there I'm sure there's a lot of things in that movie that we blocked out, but I think that's the glaring one of it's bad. Yes, because I didn't even like I forgot <laughs> that whole storyline that oh yeah. you know, newsflash uh if you see Lieutenant Lieutenant Einhorn, Lieutenant Einhorn look plays the boss. Yeah. And ends up being the failed kicker. Yes. Changes his identity. And yeah. Anyway, it's not, um, it wouldn't be made in in the same way. I know some people say the mask they think is bad because he's kind of predatory. He is. But, love that movie. (laughs) I love that movie. You know what? Probably all 90s era movies. Oh, I have like 20 something on my list. I don't know how I many. I didn't do that many. Oh. How many okay. did you do? Like funny. Was... Dangerous Minds. Oh, yeah. Okay, see, but in the <laughs> 90s, there was this thing about white saviors. Right. Going into underserved schools. Right. And like saving them, making yeah. them better through literature and poetry. I mean, because it wasn't hard in these streets. It wasn't just white people, though, because you had Edward James Almos. Yeah, but that doing was, that. he was Hispanic in a Hispanic, like, African-American school. Yeah. Well, and there's, yeah, it was like a, a not white school. Yeah, but he was also a person of color in that right. school. Yeah. It's a little but there was a lot of, like, teacher. You, you have the other one with Morgan Freeman, mm-hmm. too. That happened where he was the principal, I think. It's the what? same concept, but he was from the community. And there was cool. one recently with the Freedom Riders one with um, Hillary Swank, right? That's the white savior thing. Yeah. And then there's, I saw a clip on TikTok, don't even know what movie it was, with Adrian Brody, and it was essentially Dangerous Minds. Oh, and I was yes, like, I just saw that. I was like, Adrian Brody. I was like, I mean, I'd watch it because I love Adrian Brody, but is this, isn't this just Dangerous Minds? It's like dangerous minds, yeah. With a male, okay. Um, <sighs> I have American Beauty. <laughs> people love this movie. Um, people love it. I, I would say a man in his forties, right? A married man in his forties has fantasies about a teenage his daughter's friend who is a teenage girl. It's gross. But and they then played it up like. It was the cinematic, like, masterpiece. And, like, they, they, I think Gen Z would have a big issue with just, like, the beginning scene where there is a dancing plastic bag, and he is filming it like it is art above art. Plus, Mm -hmm. the dude plays Jamie from Yellowstone and the evil dude in Hunger Games, and I think they'd be like, all I can see you is, like, that guy. That and, like, later on you find out, oh, like, Kevin Spacey. Yeah, Kevin Spacey. Issues. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I... I In put, real life with things. Yes. Um, here's a big one that I don't think anyone would want again is Soul Man. <laughs> it's all 90s movies. It's all... That was 80s. I think that was 80s. Is Let me late, look it up. Is it Soul late Soul Man. 86. Okay, late 80s. So, C. Thomas Howell mm-hmm. wants to get into Harvard or something, and so he basically um, pretends to be a black man to... Yeah, it's black-based people. What is, what is that called where they um, allow certain numbers of people to go into schools? Affirmative action? Affirmative action. Due to affirmative action, he's like, oh, I'm I'm going to beat the system. I'm going to apply, and then I'm going to go to school in blackface and trick everyone into thinking that I'm a black man. And it's um pretty bad. Now, re- not recently, but Tropic Thunder is more recent. We have oh, Robert Downey Jr. Jr. in yeah. blackface. So similar. But um, didn't they kind of 
kind of say that, like, they got away with it in a way because they said that that was the point of, like, showcasing that they used to do that with actors? Or you think they just did it and that's, like, was their excuse for doing I don't know. I don't think there's a... Unless you are making a movie about the historical use of blackface... Because mm-hmm. it was... I don't think that that is a legitimate excuse. That's what I'm saying. That's my opinion. Now, did I watch Soul Man as a child? Yes. Did I realize did how our awful that was? Did us watch Soul Man as a child? Right. Yes. Um, no one had commentary on that for us. Nope. So, but, you know, we weren't as aware. Do you have anything else? Or do you want me to keep going? No, you have, like, the longest list ever. Okay. Hot Shots. That's a funny. <laughs> 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 They're really bad, but that's like all of like the oh, what's his name? Um, the nine and a half like gun one two with the older guy with the blonde hair. I don't know Ooh, what you're talking about. Exactly with half. one that and oh oh Leslie Liam, uh, Leslie Nielsen. Yes, like all Leslie his Nielsen. Movies. Yes, because Anna Nicole the same thing with Ace Ventura. Yeah. They made they made that joke in those movies. Yeah. So, yeah, there's. I guarantee you, there's racist jokes in those Hot Shots movies. 100%. There's a lot of misogyny, and that's why just why I put them on. I loved them as a kid. Um, yeah. We loved Emilio Estevez and um, what's the other Charlie Sheen. Love those brothers. We watched a lot of their films. They were all over the place. Speak, okay, so I also added after Hot Shots, it reminded of me of The Chase. Now, I can go into more detail now with The Chase. Charlie Sheen. Okay, now I remember. Charlie Sheen abducts a woman with a candy bar. She thinks yes. it's a, a gun. Yeah. <laughs> abducts her, and then um, they drive to Mexico. And then along the way, pretty sure they have sex. Right? Yeah, yeah. You know why it's, it's acting weird? It's because WebEx keeps popping up like, I want anything to do with you. Fuck off, WebEx. <laughs> Actually, you've really, really put a kibosh in our thing. So, yeah. He, uh, he, they drive to Mexico, and there's a scene where she is on top of him. They are having sex yeah. while he's driving. Yeah. Being chased by police. Yeah, dangerous. <laughs> And at the end of her abduction, she's basically, like, down for Charlie. Like, she's like, love it. I'm in love now. There was, I think she was, like, a wealthy girl, right? She was. I think, I think like, there was also a theme during this time of, like, wealthy girls being, like, kidnapped or put up for ransom and then falling for their captors. Well, Because you had excess also baggage had, like, and things thing like too. that, too. Yeah, I think she had daddy issues, too, because... He didn't want to pay the what Charlie was asking her. They were going yeah, back and forth like, with oh, the ransom. The line. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I remember, okay, okay. So one got brought up to me. Uh-huh. Right. Okay. In retrospect, I don't know if Gen Z would lose their mind. They probably would still like the movie, but Juno. Okay, Juno. I didn't put Juno because it's not nineties. I was trying to keep it in that realm. Oh, okay. But Juno is predatory. Jason yes. Bateman is um, does make some moves. Pregnant teen girl. Yeah, but it gives I was you watching... the ick now as a thirty-eight year old woman. I totally icked by it. But when we saw it when we were like in high school, it had like a bumping soundtrack. Well, yeah, but the whole movie <laughs> the whole movie is um, it's kind of nuanced and and very deep Mm -hmm. but in that scene after jason bateman kind of crosses the boundary Mm -hmm. with ellen page um jennifer garner then (laughs) so dumb jennifer garner is like what did he do she knows her women's intuition pops off where she's like i know i married a piece of shit Okay. Uh-huh. Amen, sister. She did. What the fuck did he do? And she knows. And and Juno doesn't say anything. Juno leaves. Right? So I think it still addresses that point. And the mom even says, like, 
he's a married man. You can't be friends with a married man. Like, what is wrong with you? There are the optics of it are, are not great. And so I think it does address that layer of, uh, I don't, vulnerability that women have or girls have in society. So I don't think it's cancelable. Could entirely. I don't think they would cancel it. I just don't yeah. think they would be like down for it. I think they would immediately. I think these these generations are more savvier in seeing those types of relationships. Well, and I'm kind of curious too, like if they would. I think they just would be like, "That's gross. That's not I, for me." I'm wondering too if they were like, "Why would she just not have an abortion? Why is she having the baby?" Uh, I do think that would be a bigger thing is like, what is the problem? Like, just, you know, go get a. Like, Michael Sarah is not. Michael Sarah ain't gonna fucking be a good dad. He ain't gonna help. You know, like, that would be the first inclination I have, but she goes and wants to, wants to have her baby adopted, you know, which is. Well, wasn't she gonna go to the clinic and then she, like, the girl (laughs) talked her out of it because she said they had fingers. This, so yeah. there was a she was a abortion clinic, yeah. and there was a girl that she went to high school, and they were protesting the abortion clinic, as all of us know happened. And they said they have ten, ten fingers and toes, or something of that thing. And then she couldn't get it out of her head that yeah. it had fingers. It's a big At one. that point, it did not have fingers. It was like the first <laughs> like six weeks, and we we're basically just like tissue. And it was sad that like. It showed that representation of how people can get manipulated into believing. Yeah. I think, I think it was, I think it was a, a more realistic depiction than things we had seen prior where you see a girl who's like, no, I'm going to go have an abortion. You see them at the, you know, her kind of rethinking her decision. And I think those are very real things that, People who are experiencing that, it's not like they are like want to kill a baby. No, they just circumstances. They beyond. they are having to weigh what options they have, and it's they don't take it lightly. So I still think it's an important like. I just don't think they would be into it. <laughs> you think, think they would think it's boring? Yeah, I think they would be like, "This is dumb. She could have gotten it handled." Because I think. The way they view marriage and the way they view having children, I'm going to tell you right now, having my niece that's in this age group as a teenager, mm-hmm. she's like, I'm not fucking having kids. Like, they don't yeah. view having, like, a family or any of that as, like, an importance in being a successful person or what they perceive in that. So I feel like they won't connect to it because they'd be like, ew, why'd she do that for? Or, like, things like that. I don't know. I, think, I feel like they're a lot more free to be like, I don't fucking want that for my life. Thank you very much. I think that they would also see Jason Bateman writing a jingle and be like, <laughs> I'm out. How? How do you make a living, sir? What's a jingle? What's jingle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That could get them. Anyway. Um, the next one I have is pretty bad. And when I mean pretty bad, it is a difficult film to watch. And that is American History X. And oh, that is, that's hard for everybody to watch. Now, it's bad, I know. had an obsession with this film as a child, not because I was a teen. Not because I was like, hmm, gay skinheads. It was more because I had people in my life that were associated with white supremacy, um, very loudly associated. And I was like, how, how do people get into this? And so American history X, um, Edward Norton plays a skinhead who I believe, like, I want to say his mom dies of cancer or something. Something happens in the home because it doesn't start off immediately. Like, um, it's not you his know. mom, it's his dad. Oh, his dad. Okay. His dad um, like a fireman, right? He like died. It's been a long time. It's been a long I haven't watched it since. <laughs> but, yeah. It was so hard for me to watch it the first time. It's yeah, so he joins, um, you know, a white supremacy group. And um, it's filmed in black and white, which I'm 
you know, has to be intentional, right? Because of the content that they're discussing. He has a younger brother, Edward Furlong, who isn't too into what he's doing, but you can kind of see how you start to develop different ideologies the more you're exposed to them. And um, Edward Norton ends up going to prison, right? Yes, because he curb-stomped an African-American. Yes. And then his brother, I believe, gets, does he get murdered? He does, because he's the brother of the guy (laughs) who kills his brother, I believe. Right. So, like, yes. So, Edward Norton's, um, the, the guy he killed, family, finds Edward Furlong in the bathroom and they murder him. And, like, that's basically how the, the movie ends. So it's kind of like hate breeds hate, hate breeds violence. It's a cycle. Because they were, he, right. Edward Furlong comes out, um, he, like, renounces, like, being a Nazi and he had a close friend that was African-American in prison that helped him through stuff. Edward Norton. He said Furlong. Edward, Edward sorry. Norton. Edward Norton. And so then it's he confusing with both. They're real. He's Edwards. So he was changing because he saw the hypocrisy in yeah. what he thought he stood for and things like that. So when he came out, his brother kind of got taken under the wing of, like, his Nazi friends. Yeah. And that's how he turned out. So he was trying to get his brother away from the lifestyle. Yeah. But it wasn't, like, soon enough, essentially. Yeah, I don't think it could be made. I still think it's an important movie. Yeah. Um, Because they were... They weren't celebrating racism. No. They were showcasing how awful, how awful these these organizations are, but how you get involved in a hate group, essentially. Yeah. So it definitely shows that. But it is a hard film to watch, just like Schindler's List is. Like it's not no, easy that was to. Hard. Yeah. Do I own both of these on DVD? Yeah, I own Schindler's List on DVD. I own American History X on DVD. I've I seen American. I only could watch Schindler's List once. Was- I've only ever watched it once, oh. but it's it's a very again an, an important movie, and so I agree. Um, yes, I put it on my list just because it 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 just wouldn't be made, and I don't know if kids today, younger generations today, could really stomach seeing that level of. I mean, they see it in the news. It's basically the shit that has, you know, in the past that's happened with the Proud Boys and all this other stuff. But it's just a cinematic version, cinematic version of that. You know? Yeah. Um, okay, lighter territory here. Okay. Um, kind of, going on a little bit lighter. Planet of the Apes, any of them, the old, the new, um, any Charlton Heston film, Pretty much. Ben Hur. Ben Hur traumatized me as a child. Watching slaves cut their wrists or their hands off, hands and feet off to get off of a boat mm-hmm. traumatized me. All of Roots, because we watched that during school. Was, Charles and Heston. These are important films. These are important. They're, Roots, Roots was important. Let me preface that. Roots was, Roots was important. important. I don't think Ben Hur needed to be made um just like planet of the apes i don't think need to be made um ten commandments another charlton heston movie that i know there's a large population for you know fandoms of that shit but um it's it was a lot and they're all like three hour movies they're all too long but uh, Planet of the Apes, yeah, even the um, the Tim Roth version needed to just not be made. I think you're just saying they didn't have something made. I don't know. I, but you know what? I loved them as a kid. I watched Planet of the Apes all the time. I did. But I, I don't, thought they were fucking weird. They were weird, but I was like, wow, could you imagine if it just went, it would go full circle, right? Like, Okay, evolutionary-wise, like, these are our ancestors. Then it comes back where now they can talk, and they're enslaving us, and they're taking their shit back. I just thought they were weird. My brother Is it a commentary on 
Colonialism? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe, probably. They're already trying to indoctrinate the fear of of that. I, I'm not trying to be racist at all by saying that. I'm trying to be flat out honest. I think it was indoctrination. Look what could happen if we give them power. Look what could happen if we do this. I mean, if you put it in that context. It was probably. the 60s, racist ass fucking 60s times. And I think they were still, I mean. Uh, if, we explain the Mark Wahlberg one. They were awful. Oh, they were awful. And it was Mark Wahlberg. And it's Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> and, and who directed those movies, Melinda? Oh, Tim Burton. Right. Yeah. Tim Burton. Damn it, man. Yeah. Now, the James Franco one, that went even far. That was kind of like prequely. That was before they changed. There's. So I don't. I've only seen one or two of those. I didn't watch those. But but it's a really interesting franchise topic. Okay. Wayne's World. (laughs) <laughs> Could Wayne's World you really, be made? You dived into this, man. Because these are all movies that I watched. I don't know how many times as a child. I know because you know I was thinking of it and I was like, yo, let me just pick ones that I watched like a lot of, and then I'm like, now I'm like, oh, that's really bad. And you're like basically <laughs> dismantling all of our movies we grew up with. And oh, which is the last with one? When I get to the last one, your your mind's gonna fucking blow out your skull. When, but it's good though. It's good to have these conversations. Um. So Wayne's World. I just think that's like a super niche '90s thing. Like <laughs> in your in your basement recording a, a a local television program. No one's doing. The people are making YouTube. So I don't even think like Gen Z would get it. They'd be like, Why are they? Huh? Why are they How are they transmitting access? TV? Like it'd be like if we tried to tell them about Tom Green. <laughs> they'd be like, "Huh, Tom Green? Local cable access? What are you talking about? Yeah, what is that? What is cable? What's cable? You don't have an app? <laughs> is cable an app? Yeah, is that the new like? Is that the new app? So, um, well, I they just know don't... what cable is, right? Because they grew up like when cable was around, right? I think they know what Wi-Fi is. Or satellites, they know satellite. Like dish, they would know what dish is. Really? Okay. If the kids, if the kids in my school don't know who Beyonce is, I highly doubt they know what the fuck dish is. They ask me what the Melinda, Melinda, they, Melinda, they ask me what the radio is. We played a survival game where we're like, okay, you have an FM transmitter radio, and they're like, what is that? What is that? And I was like, you know, in your car. When your parents sign in and it's not aux and not on Bluetooth and it's just like the radio. And they're like, oh. Yeah, my parents don't use that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I just don't think it would be made. I just think it would, It just had a time. And that time it is no longer. It is gone. Um, And I was thinking about Mike Myers. Okay. Because I don't think a lot of his films would be made. <laughs> I don't oh, think no. any Austin Powers would be made. No. I think they'd be like, he's a fucking predator. Yeah. Um. So I went for so I married an axe murderer. <gasps> okay. <laughs> Damn it! I love this movie. <laughs> I fucking love this movie. <laughs> Damn it! Go ahead. Um. Is this your last one? No. I like oh, four more. So essentially, Mike Myers marries a woman who's what killed her husbands before. Has alleged, alleged. Yeah, so we watched that a lot, and I don't think that that would be something they'd be like, because it's a comedy. It is a comedy. I think they'd watch it if cool, it was a horror story. He did a cool, poetic, like, <laughs> jazzy song for her, and every girl he'd break up with, he would blow out the candle at the end. Yeah. And be like, woman! Yeah. It was a great movie, but I just think they'd be like, this is a horror movie, not a comedy. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it yeah. has funny elements. Yeah. Um, I have Tommy Boy. Yeah, that definitely wouldn't get me. Um, any any SNL. And this is where I got on this tangent. Then I had Coneheads. <laughs> <laughs> because 
it's a ridiculous premise that I don't think would be made. I think that if you show Gen Z. What the hell were we asking? People, if you are in your mid-40s to late mid-30s, what the fuck were we watching? Just, like, as you're talking about it, obviously, if we weren't doing this episode, I'd be like, it's the Conehead. But the fact that we said, and these were box office, office making movies, fucking hits. Money makers. The Coneheads, yeah, okay. I just think they'd be like, I'm not watching that. <laughs> I wouldn't, I know. What the doing? makeup is horrible. What is this? Okay, so, following along that line, I have PCU. And I loved PCU. Oh my god, I love that movie. So was, if you don't know, it stands for Politically Correct University, but that's, I don't know what the real name of the university was, but they were really focusing on like the PC aspect. And so they had like feminists being portrayed as like radical feminists of like uh-huh. man hating and people doing really shady shit, um, to maintain their fraternity status type stuff. Uh-huh. Jeremy Piven's in it. I actually have this on a dual DVD with um, Air, Airheads and PCU. Airheads good. Airheads good. So I just don't think it'd be made because of, it just, that's not how college is anymore. And they all looked like they were in their 40s in college. Yeah. Like they really had older people playing college age. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. a, like Jeremy Piven's balding in that movie. <laughs> yeah. Like, his hairline is retreating, okay? It's not retreating. It's fucking retreating. And then they have George Clinton. Like, they're like, George Clinton. That was the whole point is to bring George Clinton to this party. And they're acting like George Clinton is the biggest musical artist of the time. If we tried to play George Clinton for Gen Z, I think they'd be like, not interested. <laughs> not me. I'm to it. I'm not going to this concert. I don't care if it's free. I don't know who the fuck George Clinton is, but it ain't for me. I think they'd be like, I'm out. They'd be like, where is Travis Scott? Like, that's, I'll go to a concert for that dude. Like, yeah. I, I, they'd be like, George Clinton? I don't know what this is. Um, I have Cocoon. I just don't think they would. Would appreciate it. I I think they'd be like you're exploiting the elderly. <laughs> I like what the fuck were we watching? I don't understand these movies. We shouldn't have watched anyways. Okay, dear God. Well, my parents were watching Cocoon. I wasn't opting to go watch Cocoon. That no, was not yeah. a for children movie. Was? You know what it was? They came on the fucking cable, and then you had to watch it for six fucking hours. Oh no, Cocoon they rent. I guarantee you, my my. Mom went to Blockbuster and rented that shit. I don't know if my mom rented it. I think that was a TV moment. Okay, I have four more. Three of which are, um, oh my god, what is his name? Robin Williams movies. <laughs> I have Jack. Oh, I don't really think of Jack, to be honest. So Jack had an age reverse. So they were basically mocking that disease where the kids start to look older. Um, yeah. Like, right. And then Jennifer Lopez is also in that and kind of flirtatious with Robin Williams. Wasn't she? Wasn't she his teacher? Yep. Mm-hmm. Like his grade school teacher. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, don't okay. wa- <laughs> I watched it once. Okay. Okay. I also, Robin Williams again, toys. That was a fucked up movie. It was weird. It was a fucking acid trip of a movie. It was acidy trip. <laughs> Um, same thing with like Bicentennial Man or like I just didn't put on there because Bicentennial Man at least is like kind of heartwarming same thing with Patch Adams but Toys is a weird fucking movie and I I just I don't I saw that in the theater and I don't know what I watched I couldn't tell you (laughs) I can tell you I watched that a lot Toys I don't know why I like Toys I couldn't wrap my brain around it but I Um, like weird shit Okay, I have Throw Mama from the Train. Just the name alone should tell you. Yeah, there was a plot to murder. <laughs> Billy Chris was trying to throw his mom from a train. And then the final one I have, and this is... I thought it was Danny DeVito's mom. Am it, I confusing it 
Billy Crystal was definitely in that movie. He was in it. I think he was helping him. Oh, yeah. Okay, so Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> it's a heartwarming tale. Of a it's heartwarming, but I've watched it recently. I'm kidding. I've watched it recently with my kids. And there's no boundaries in that movie. Robin Williams... Well, there's a lot of things wrong. So Robin Williams is a voice actor, and there are some, I would say, racist uh, voices that he does, like characterizations of, like, Hispanics and things like that. Okay. Then you have the cross-dressing aspect of it. Yes. Then you have Sally Field flat out saying, I'm done. I don't want this marriage. I You need to go to court to see your kids more. You're unstable. You can't support yourself, sir. And he's like, well, I'm going to fucking show you, bitch. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to dress up like a woman, infiltrate your home, have our son catch me pissing to find out that I am a man. And not only am I just a man, I'm your dad, son. How much therapy is that kid getting? Because I guarantee it's a fucking lot. Matthew Lawrence is probably... I mean, I'm sure he's seen a lot on his day, but I think that 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 movie is it's got a lot of elements. We find it heartwarming because we didn't see the truth and we didn't have the words as children. Yeah, well, now they're coming up and like you know, therapy is a big thing, and with this generation, they're more open to it. They're learning about like self care. They're learning about fucking boundaries. Yeah, that's he blew boundaries out the water. Toxicity. Yeah, about you don't need to like just because they're your family, you don't have to ride for them and die for them. No, like even family, you can cut them off if you need to. Like it's not like how it was when we were younger. Like you know what I mean? Like now through his through his wrong, did he learn some right? Sure, sure. He learned how to he learned how to take life more seriously he got a more serious job he got a more stable like he you know had to provide for himself live on his okay, own okay but this woman that he portrayed right mm-hmm. he ended up getting a character out of it he got he was an actor he got to wear her correct he was, won he, this woman he terrorized his wife with yes he ended up getting his own tv show and he lied to a social worker well, that social worker came lied. to visit. I got lied to a lot as a social worker. <laughs> that social worker came to visit, and he's like, oh, it's my sister. Yeah. I'm going to stick my face in a pie. Pretend it's a face mask. Oh, darling. How are you doing? <laughs> Get my my brother in, because my brother just know he's a famous makeup artist and can do prosthetics. Yeah. But, like, to see, like, someone who traumatized you get a TV show. <laughs> and Sally Field, you know, her character had to just be like, oh, Daniel. It's just Daniel. Which was sad because she was, like, moving forward. Her kids actually liked the guy that she was, like, Yeah, he's trying, to, he's trying to sabotage Pierce Brosnan. Like, sir, yeah. I love you, Robin Williams, but are you Pierce Brosnan? You, how are you going to stand up? And she's Sally Field. Like, she's going to be like, yeah, I'm swooping on that. Yeah. Fuck you, Daniel. It, was, <laughs> it sucked. Because like, the is, guy she was dating wasn't even treating the kids badly. He was treating them nicely. Yeah, they were like, they knew each other in college. Yeah. They had an established relationship. Yeah, and he was like healthy for her. Yes. God. Oh, fucked up. <laughs> anyway, so that's, um, that was my list. Your list was a lot. You really... <laughs> Thought about it. Like, I'm going to burn it down today. I'm going to be comprehensive. There's so many more that are, like, you could do, too. Yeah, I think if you just, like, even the Disney films, like, if you go on Disney Plus, um, a lot of them have warnings now that we grew up with. Mm -hmm. Because so that you know the content that you're seeing. So. Well, there's childhood. And you wonder why millennials are dead inside. We're really dead inside. I don't think people understand how dead millennials are inside. I like, saw a, t- a TikTok yesterday. You tell me something that I would be like, oh, that's shocking. I would be like, oh, dang. And then I would just like. Yeah, unfazed. Moving. No, I saw a, a TikTok yesterday that said, 
you know, it was a stitch of like the chick was like, why are millennials not aging the same way as like older generations? And they the guy was like, I can tell you how the answer Um, boomers and Gen X didn't use sunscreen. And um, so they were out all the time aging and smoking. And millennials are dead inside and they stay and they're depressed. So they just stay inside. So they look great outside, dead inside. I mean, like I said, we like. I don't think there's anything you could tell me at my age right now, mm-hmm. life experiences, where I would be like, "Oh, that's shocking." I'd be like, "Yeah, this world fucking sucks." I believe that happened. <laughs> I'm serious, and I think the line of work that I've been in, yeah, is like you can. There are, you can't tell me nothing. You can tell me whatever. I'd be like, oh yeah, that's probably going to happen. I think the older generations and the younger generations are triggered in different ways. They're easily triggered. Whereas we're just like. I mean, yeah, I'm like. But we I were exposed people, to so much that it's just kind of. Yeah, I don't know. Because they're like, they, but then they always want to turn it around saying that like we get triggered. I'm like, I honestly don't get triggered. I get upset when you say stupid shit. I'm sorry, but were we the ones advocating reality? Were we the ones advocating for everyone get a trophy? No, that was our fucking parents advocating that everyone gets a trophy, right? Because they wanted everyone. Who are these people that got trophies? I don't remember getting fucking trophies for everything. No, we didn't. But I'm saying, like, I still think it's part of our parents' generation and the Gen X generation for the kids that were younger than us that everyone gets a participation trophy. But yeah. now, now they're like going back on it's like, why does everyone have to be included? Because you fucking made it happen. You all wanted participation trophies because your bitch ass fucking kid Kyle couldn't take a loss. Okay, that's fucking why. Because you couldn't tell Kyle or Bobby or josh that he wasn't a fucking winner okay that's why uh i just i'm trying to figure out who said we needed participation trophies because i was like i never got one as far as i remember i think it was the people in fact i got a fucking i got rewards taken from me i remember that (laughs) even though i put in the work we were still attacked in high school by teachers. And I'm not saying that doesn't happen now. I'm sure there's teachers that go off on, on kids now. But the things that I've had some teachers say to me <laughs> would have gotten them sued if my mom was more that person or if I was, like, communicative. Yeah. I had a teacher revoke me most likely to make his blood boil in his classroom. Because I was a fucking bitch. I'm not lying about it. Like, I'm not going to pretend like I was always paying attention and and perfect. But the fact that he printed out a page, piece of paper, to give me an award that says, you fucking pissed me off and I fucking hate you, essentially. Essentially, yeah. (laughs) I just, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Point being is, good times, y'all. Anyway, so uh, I guess if there's anything that we said that triggered you. Apologies. Apologies. Apologies for making my blunder over the Asian uh, American actors and getting them confused. <laughs> I am really sorry, and that is my fault. And I think I also dead named um, Elliot Page, so I'm sorry. I couldn't think of his name. You did. Now. Yeah. So it it just registered. So I apologize. I can't retroactively go back and put in Elliot Page. Oh, I could keep saying it. Maybe try and Elliot Page, Elliot Page. Um, <laughs> sniff that and move at that. least you're acknowledging it. Yeah, because I I honestly couldn't think of his name now in in the moment. But um, anyway. Juno, Juno. Sorry, Michael Sarah and Elliot Page. Yes. And that one chick from Mom. And Alison Janning, a yeah, lot. She's in a lot Alison of things. Janning, yeah, she's a good actress. Anyway, <gasps> and the dad, the dad's been in a lot of things too. It was, it was a good movie. It was a good movie. Stand by it. All right. Well, that's it. 
<laughs> I don't know if we still have a TikTok by the time this is released, because that will probably be banned. Yeah. We won't know, but you can email us at talesandsuburbiapod at gmail.com, or you can just leave us a message on this, on this app. And the Anchor now changed to Spotify Podcast, so it's the same. I saw that. I was like, oh, this is different. <clears throat> yeah, it's the same same thing. I think they're just rebranding. So, anyway. This is more like. It gives us more analytics, though, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. So, (laughs) great times. (laughs) All right, guys. We'll talk at you next time. Bye. Bye.